Welcome to episode 254 of the Saturn Studs Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined this week by my co-host, Singular, That's Peter, right. the Peter. hunter from the future. Hunter from the basement. Um, no, this week, uh, it's the lids off edition of the cast. Uh, your follicles must be this long to ride. So Jake has had to, uh, he's been kicked out of his house. That's all it is. He's out in the street now. It is. Um, uh, he's he's moving to his new place, so we wish him well, and we should probably get him a housewarming gift. But I don't I don't know what what a, do you give someone a housewarming gift if you're like not visiting their house? I'm not I don't sure know. The can we just send Can we that. just send him a glitter bomb? <laughs> Kurt's Kurt is mirthily silent <laughs> at that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's an idea. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um maybe we'll send him No, I would never I would never Maybe give we'll send him just a box full of platinum blonde wigs, which is definitely not what our main character wore for our feature this week. Your hunter from the future. Not my hunter, not just my hunter, not our hunter, but your hunter, hunter from the future. Running for local hunter from the future office. <laughs> So yes, this is we're kicking off phase two of Shitty Avengers with your The Hunter from the Future, an Italian, French, Turkish production based on an Argentinian comic of a similar I just want name. Him with the, I want him with the glasses <laughs> the and the pitbull name. facial hair, just Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, this is one of the uh the crowning achievements of bad cinema that somehow did not make it onto MST3K. Although this is like right in the catalog they were working from for a good chunk oh, absolutely. of the run there. Um, and Reb Brown has been in, um, I feel like multiple, I hope it's multiple um, Mystery Science Theater 3000 productions. He definitely has been in Space Mutiny. Um, he was Blast Hard Cheese. Which was the best episode of MST. So. Maybe Mitchell. Mitchell's it's a runner up for me. Manos. That's a good one. But I, I a lot of people like the Manos episode, but I I didn't think it was quite as good as I was hyped mm-hmm. up to believe it was. Either way. I don't blame them because like nothing yeah, happens. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> so it's like hard to riff on. Just <laughs> yeah, I think hair. it was the uh, the audience's toes first dip into truly bad cinema, like the going beyond the threshold there, which we. Yeah, I was actually having this conversation with my buddy Ethan, who uh, before he was a coding tech, was a uh, film and video graduate from Rowan <laughs> University. So we talk about movies a lot. And uh, I, we were talking about Ed Wood. And he's like, Ed Wood movies are got to be like the worst. I'm like, I don't know. Have you ever seen Neil Breen? Has he? And has he? <laughs> oh. He has not. I tried to describe to him the plot of Fateful Findings. And <laughs> it was not as successful. 
Uh, I was like, there's an author, he gets hit by a car, and then he either has had or gained the ability to turn intangible. Uh, I, I, I think he gained it, because if he had already had it, you'd, you'd think, why wouldn't you use that to you know not get hit by the car? <laughs> that's, a, that's one of the more cogent readings of that movie that I think we've, uh, we've seen, certainly on this show. Um, but no, this is not that. This is in that, that comfy couch with friends. This is a movie that you can watch with friends and what that they will think is a bad movie. So yeah, if, if like the room, so like if there were a college class called introduction to bad movies, you would cover Mm -hmm. the room because that's like an easy first step into bad movies because it's, it, it has a higher production value than a lot of these. It's shot like a movie. It looks like a movie. It is largely structured like a movie not a good movie, but a movie. Whereas you get further and further down into the depths which we tread, uh, you encounter things like this and um, just the dregs. Like what's Neil the, what Green was that shit, fucking Power Rangers movie? That like Boing Boing Rangers, Inframan. Oh, oh yeah, the, the Boob the, Rangers. The boob Rangers, shit like that. <laughs> the Pie Rangers. Yes, you get into shit like that. And it's just a whole nother level of like, if we consult our sandwich mm. grid structure, it is a, a form <laughs> rebel of a movie where it does not follow a structure that you would typically associate with a motion picture, but it is still a moving picture accompanied by audio. So by the strictest <laughs> definition, it is a movie. It generally fits into the category. Um. Yeah, but no, this is definitely this is this is kiddie pool level, which is great. Um and it's almost you know, it's almost better than some of the trailers we've watched this week. Oh, I would a hundred percent rather watch your and I have, as I told Peter before uh we began today, this is the fourth time I have seen You're the Hunter from the Future. Um, and it probably will not be the last. Because there are several people I know and have close relations with who have not yet seen your and will probably at some point mm-hmm. uh, see your. We may have <laughs> to make be there with the, the drinking game from the future. We may have to write up those rules at some point. <laughs> Every time he flashes a smile that makes you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> take a Every drink. time he takes a new wife, take a new drink. <laughs> Finish your drink. For Pag's kill count, take a drink. <laughs> um, but yeah, we watched trailers this week. There was... Uh, Jake Jake became homeless at the worst time. He dropped out from, from between us. We were holding him up. He dropped out from between us. Uh, even though there are like nine trailers out this week, it's... They just... It's the... There's so many trailers. I I'll be honest. I skipped a couple because I was no. Like, that's fine. No, um, thank you. I I chose the ones to skip for superficial reasons. Like I skipped the trailer for Paper Spiders, on the off chance there oh, were okay. actually spiders. Uh, would you show. guess that it's a teen movie about a young girl going through changes in her life while her family has drama going on around them? Well, judging by the thumbnail of the teen girl with the nondescript face, uh, yes. and the fact that it has paper in the title. <laughs> Which how you, that's how you know it's a teen drama movie. Yeah. 
that has paper in the title. And like maybe there's a notebook thing on the cover. Other examples include. I don't know. You expect me to no. think out my jokes? Uh, but we will get punished because of our, our hubris. Uh, now, Kurt, before we started, I said that I would bring a, a revelation, a, a truth to you about a new thing that's going to be coming out that uh, you could never prepare for. I Yeah, okay. I was about to say, I, I'd like to say I'm ready. Okay, we're, we're, I'm going to roll this out slowly. Paramount Plus is releasing for Star Trek a new spin-off series based on um, okay. Captain Pike's 10 years before Star Trek the original series. I believe I had heard that that was a thing that would happen. But, but now it's happening. Um, and it's I, I, I only saw it this week, and I was so fucking baffled. Like, Is it written by Alex uh, Kurtzman? I don't know. Um, is he involved with the production? Let me check. I don't. They're just milking Star Trek dry. They did the, the Discovery. But the, and Picard. What's, what baffles me is, yep, Alex Kurtzman. Yep. Instead of writing new series or new seasons of the same show, they're milking it in the most superficial way possible, with literally no long-term goals whatsoever. Because instead of writing, you know, Discovery season four or picard season two or another movie they're like here here's another <laughs> new series in the same universe that's gonna go for a single season and we have to take it further back in time or maybe it's like in like how far back before the original series is discovered um to i be? do not know but well at the end of season one they i know they meet up with Pike is in there yeah. at the end of season one, isn't he? He's in season two. So this is that yeah, same so. time, and they are going to be using the same actor. So this is, I guess it's going to be like the yeah, kind of like a Deep fair. Space Nine or, you know, to, to the TOS or the uh, TNG where they kind of cross over and they're really close to each other in terms right. of production. But it just it just baffles me that, that they're just going to... That they're going with what they're going breadth wise instead of depth wise, which is not how you build an audience. It's how you it's clickbait essentially. This is just big TV clickbait. Well, I feel like that's kind of how you have to. Like audiences don't have attention spans anymore. I think the internet and the accessibility, the immediate accessibility of like everything, has killed. We saw it with WandaVision, right? Everyone's like, oh, my God, this is so slow. But it's like, no, this is just how we all used to watch TV. <laughs> Don't you remember? <laughs> um, So I think they have to, like, just keep throwing new shit at people to get them interested. Because, like, I don't know. I feel like new series is more enticing to people on the fence about getting Paramount Plus than season X of series that mm -hmm. is already oh and running. i have no doubt that this is um oh yeah i guess paramount plus isn't cbs all access right those aren't well it's it's been burved out of the ashes okay so CBS all they're access. literally doing so... the same strategy um <laughs> as they did with cbs here's our new star trek series to sell our new uh streaming service for cbs products and paramount products 
It's, yeah. you know, Kurt, have I ever told you the definition of insanity? <laughs> <laughs> I've told you it before, but nothing's changed, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, nothing's changed. They're 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 doing it again. Uh, yeah, I, it's just it's Paramount Plus. They need stuff to get people on board with it because even though it's like not technically a new streaming service, it's a rebranding of mm-hmm. CBS All Access uh, with maybe some new content on it. I'm not really sure because I feel like CBS All Access had to be more than just CBS. Yeah, you know. Like who was gonna pay however much for one channel in a month for like here are the shows on CBS and some select live programming and originals. I feel like they had to have a broader mm-hmm. portion of the Paramount catalog on there. Maybe Paramount Plus as they've uh finally gotten streaming rights, exclusive rights back to some of their stuff and they're like, Okay, now mm-hmm. we can push it as a as a different service. Discovery Plus is out there now, so we'll jump on this adding a plus to the to the yeah. bandwagon um, thing. And this is also the stage where we've gone from uh, channels doing streaming services to now production companies doing streaming services where they realize, oh, we can just put our library out online. Well, doy. Um, but this also, I think, speaks to the, I want to say, the opulence of Alex Kurtzman, where they're like, <laughs> here, we need to we need to advertise our new streaming service. Can you just burn a whole series of Star Trek? We just need you to create an entire season of TV show for one of our flagship products to just to sell this streaming service. Sure, but can I have a scene where I have a, a, a random girl red shirt shout out, that's the power of math, people, and everyone claps? <laughs> Absolutely. Can we get six of those scenes? We, we have six writers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I just... Yeah, I just... Uh, I can't help but feel that this is... It's an unholy mess, much like mm-hmm. the unholy. Okay. okay. Yep. That's fine. We can go there. Because the only other thing I was going to say about Star trail. Trek is should... what if this is successful and it becomes a really popular series where they've written themselves into a corner because it's a slight period of time? But I, exactly. I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't it. worry about it either. Because the unholy, um, I thought it was going to be. I thought it was a terrible horror movie, and then I saw it directed by Sam Raimi, and I'm like, oh, maybe this is just a subpar Sam Raimi movie now. Wait, was uh-huh. the Unholy directed or by produced? Sam Raimi? I see it listed. Oh, produced. That makes more sense. I see Evan Sipilotopoulos is some Greek dude. Gotcha. Um, okay, that that also makes more sense. Sipilotopoulos because. So Jeffrey Dean Morgan's in this movie, so everyone's like, it's a supernatural prequel in the comments. Uh, That's all anyone talks about. Uh, But that's bearing the lead, because Carrie Elwes is also in this movie. Uh, So I'm told by the description, I don't see him in the trailer anywhere. And I Mm -hmm. was looking, because love me some Carrie Elwes. Uh, But it's about a girl who is possessed... But she's crediting it as the Virgin Mary, mm-hmm. but it's a demon, or maybe the Virgin Mary is a demon. I'm not quite clear on what shallow statement they're trying it's, to make there. It's classic, it's supernatural, and, and it's masquerading as holy. What guys? What if? What if the church was the evil church, and we flip the cross upside down? It's the. It's like some kind of antichrist. No one's ever done this before. <laughs> 
It's no, it's not like it was the thing with the omen or or the nun or the or, possession. <laughs> yeah, the or exorcist. the exorcist or, or the possession of Emily Rose or no, anything like that. Never. It's not like it's not like you could never play the play this yourself before. in a game called Faith, which is despite being um outfitted with graphics from like a fucking Amiga is still scarier than this entire movie. Um, yeah, it's all about executing a sense of mm-hmm. well-wrought dread, which this trailer doesn't. It just puts a spooky score that keeps building. And uh, you know what? I kind of hope the movie follows the same structure as the trailer, where like nothing happens until like the last little bit where the demon shows up for like 20 minutes at the end, mm-hmm. and then they exercise it. I, yeah. I don't know. They're releasing it on Good Friday, so I guess they're really playing up the church angle of this. Um, maybe they're really trying to say something about the church. They really wanted to say it. What it is, I don't know. Church bad, actually. Turns out, church bad, actually. Wait. <laughs> no one's ever done No a one's ever written a very successful Image Comics comic in the 90s about how good can be evil spawn hellboy <laughs> uh some what's the fucking samaritan fucking constantine come on <laughs> joan fucking what, constantine. what possible like creative space does this have to carve out none let's move on let's move on because i'm i'm gonna fucking suffocate from this movie, like I'm suffocating. You want you want from to lack of this? oxygen. Okay. All right, okay. which is coming out oxygen. on Netflix. Um, they're gonna they're going for the the bold audacious move, which probably won't be that audacious. But the trailer is is really pr- it's selling you a, it's selling you a farm. Uh, girl wakes up in a cryo chamber that has 22 percent oxygen left, and she has to figure out how to get out of there and figure out who she is and why she's in there before. Um, she dies. Thankfully, the the crowd chamber is connected to Wi-Fi, so she can talk to people on this on uh, the uh, on the outside and and do the holographic moving the the transparent boxes around. Which I think I I don't know if I said this before, but I learned a while ago that that is literally cheap. It's like one of the cheapest effects. A cheap. You make effect, a transparent yeah. box. You'd make a you make a square with a graphic on it. You hit the mirror button to reverse it. You turn the transparency up to like 50%, and then you just glide it around the screen to match their hands. Or you track it to their hands. Yeah. Um, this, I didn't see the trailer, but what from your description reminds me of uh, this Ryan Reynolds movie I just like two days ago learned existed where he's buried alive. But with less stakes because his coffin was not connected to wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this is a, a, it's a French movie. I guess it bears stating, but that really doesn't make a difference here. Really doesn't. There it's just that French movies. the, the effects are subpar and Francais. Um, yeah. Um, so let's, let's vanquish that. Like we vanquish any hope for, a good movie to come out of this tray watch with vanquish morgan freeman's in a movie it's it's got ruby rose in it fresh off of quitting batwoman because being the lead in a series is hard 
guys, and we should all cut her some slack. No. I, I mean, Batwoman, like that's that's a sinking ship. You should have jumped off of. Sure. She jumped. She jumped out of the sinking ship into a broken inner tube. I had just right, the ocean, right into guess, the ocean because yeah. um, Morgan Freeman uh, right, rightfully just said, "If I don't have to walk for the entirety of my time on screen, uh, I'll do this movie." Much in the same way Cameron Mitchell won't like get up from his chair, or Steven Seagal won't get up from his chair. Morgan <laughs> Freeman wrote it into the script that he doesn't have to get up from his chair for this movie. It was in his contract, yeah. Um, half of this trailer is just Ruby Rose making eyes like a crack and, baby. And dropping duffel bags on the ground. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't buy... 88 pound ruby rose as an action star (laughs) she doesn't not even that she's small like all the femme fatale movies you know they're all small dainty little things but some of them have like presence Mm -hmm. but she she doesn't and there's doves was this directed by john woo no No. they um how they does i I was gonna say they don't they don't try and sell that she's strong either. They just say you ran drugs for the Russians. That means that you automatically know how to work every weapon, and uh, you know the ins and outs of uh, the most dangerous fighting styles, and can just kill anyone. Um, don't doesn't matter that you know Gopniks in fucking Adidas tracksuits run drugs for the Russians too when they when they pick up <laughs> the fucking gram of weed and bring it to their buddies. At the fucking at the at the pub, gram of what? weed, huh? just a whole gram of gram weed. of weed. <laughs> Do you know how little that is? Peter? It's enough for <laughs> is it enough for one marijuana? <laughs> it may be if you really stretch Wait, you can it, stretch you grind weed? it up real real small. I thought it was a leaf. <laughs> Turns out it's more like rubber. Is that is that what the hash oil is? Is that one of those hashtags where you you slap the the oil on you and you tag? It's a hashtag. Hash brown. <laughs> oh dear. Oh jeez. Yeah, that's that's about how interesting this movie is. Everything we said uh, was not to distract us from. Yeah. Um. I want to. If we're gonna talk about female action, uh, I would rather talk about Golden Arm, which. I think is it's it's a little it does a little better. It does more to sell the the story that the, our main character is strong, even if I don't I don't buy it because rolling dough and and slinging beers doesn't make you a world champion arm wrestler. No, and like not to be superficial, but if you look at competitive arm wrestlers, they don't have small mm-hmm. arms. And neither did the woman in the beginning of the trailer or yeah, or whatever, um, have a small arm, but, uh, we go to this other woman with much tinier arms who's supposed to be Mm -hmm. the best. Exactly. She's got the, she's got the secret skill, um, which is, is weird because this doesn't feel like it's portraying now, now granted, I'm not in the on the arm wrestling circuit. I'm not a watcher in that of that uh, culture, but I don't think it's 
it's not like underground knife fights like it's i it's, it's a little it's no. a little rough and tumble but it's not like oh, i'm gonna get up in your face about arm wrestling you know i feel like it's more like bodybuilder kind of culture where it's everyone says the macho and there's the there's the big lifting energy going around but they're not gonna fucking like break a bottle over your head in a bar so seeing a dainty girl who's like a workaday girl who can arm wrestle shouldn't be a fucking shock to them no and it's just like it wants to be a comedy but it also wants to be like the rocky of arm wrestling i believe was over the top i think someone made a joke about that let me look that up and see if that's a real movie over the Top is a real movie. Okay. Starring Sylvester Stallone. Which is about arm wrestling. Yep. Um, I don't... So I, it, it wants to be over the top. It wants to be an 80s sports movie about arm wrestling. It's it's the female reboot of Over the Top. Um, starring... Um, is Betsy Sidaro the one I recognize from like one episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes. I see. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, that yeah. it really makes fucking sense now. Looking at like stills from this movie, it it just wants to be over the top because they're all truckers, and arm wrestling culture isn't trucker culture. There's there's some overlap for sure. Let me let me read to everyone the description of this movie as provided or synopsis, I should say, as provided by Movie Clips trailers. Uh, a tough lady trucker turns her girly best fr- trains her girly best friend to compete in national ladies arm wrestling championship. You want to watch this movie? No, me either. Actually, okay, I kind of want to see. On. Let me see the IMDb for Over the Top. I want to see what the the synopsis of this is. All right, so read read the synopsis for you again. Um, a tough trucker trains her girly best friend to compete in the National Ladies okay, Arm Wrestling Let me read you the synopsis for Over the Top. Tough trucker Lincoln Hawk is determined to win back his son in triumph at the World Arm Wrestling Championships. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Come on! Original movies don't exist anymore, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no it's dead they're all, we're all dead we're all we're dead, dead like biggie and tupac in city of lies where johnny depp and forrest whitaker oh saving Saban. films johnny depp how far your career has fallen in such a short time that you're in a saving films oh. production forrest whitaker yeah you've been you've been circling the drain of your career for a few years now uh like I'm I'm glad Johnny Depp but has Jesus. work after after all the shit uh he's been through for sure. Um but this does definitely feels like he and Forrest Whitaker signed on this movie and they there's probably a scene of them reminiscing in the in like a cafe or something, which they probably got because I feel like Johnny Depp and Forrest Whitaker just sit would be sitting at the craft services table between shots and be like, Man, remember when we were in our prime? Like Biggie and Tupac were around. I was doing like huge, you know. (laughs) I was doing like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, winning Academy Awards. I was starring in Ed Wood. Bomb. Now I'm, 
I just want to live those days again. This is so this is their like nostalgia movie for them. Yeah, I I feel like Johnny Depp and Forrest Whitaker will be in this movie for a combined total of 30 minutes of its 90 minute runtime. Uh another 30 minutes will be archive footage they have licensed of mm-hmm. Biggie and Tupac. And then the remaining 30 minutes will be pickup shots to pick connect up shots the and, two and historical hats. reenactment by professional Biggie and Tupac impersonators. Uh that and pictures of them <laughs> doing the thing that they're in the pictures for. Like when Tupac did the he did the arms wide with the smoke blowing. Wow. Remember when he did that in the pictures? I I remember the pictures. <laughs> I remember. Um yeah. yeah, but City of Lies was not our only Saban film uh production this week. No, no, no. What? We also have Saban Wildcat. Okay. That looks a, this, so this one out of all these trailers, this one like looks the most like a movie. I would say this looks most like a movie trailer. <coughs> or was this it? Which or was it? Hold on, let me. Wildcat sure was the I one about the, the people being detained or tor- kidnapped and tortured. Yes, I, I I believe that was also Saban Films. Either way, um, journalist tortured by. The random foreign group. You know how them journalists get captured and tortured. Um, yeah. But they also, they, they give it a little up. more, which is why I feel like this is more of a movie than any other trailers we've seen, where the premise is not just that journalist and eventually soldier are kidnapped and tortured. They got to find their way out. But like the, the journalist is fighting back. She's like, they're trying to play, they're, they're fighting a mental war against each other. Um, so this is upgraded from nothing to like that episode of TNG. There are four <laughs> lights, you know, and all that jazz. Um, yeah. Can can they get better than a than a uh, thirty minute or yeah, I guess thirty minute episode of TNG? Are they thirty minutes or are they an hour? Uh, they're twenty two okay. minutes, I believe. Can this equi- eclipse that level of quality? Who knows? Probably not. Probably not. And that's trailers. Yeah. <laughs> really just not. Oh, okay, so they're supposed so to be they fit in the hour runtime. Alright. Gives this give this gives this trailer a little more credit. Now it has to complete with an hour long TV show. Uh yeah. Now, uh, lastly, we have uh, Night of the Sicario, which is like any movie that's included the word Sicario in its title. Drug Hooray. shootouts and shit like that. Um, heavily disliked. 621 likes to 1.5K dislikes on the movie clips trailer version. People upset that it's not a uh, direct sequel to Sicario 2, Day of the Soledad. I remember that trailer. I don't remember that movie. I did not watch that movie. All right. Let's follow up on not these trailers, because I don't think we're ever really going to hear about any of these movies again. 
Um, and we'll follow up with the domestic box office reporting for weekend 10 of 2021, covering March 5th through the 7th. Uh, opening in the number one spot with a, you know what, kind of paltry, honestly. Um, $8.5 million is Raya and the Ooh, Last yeah. Dragon. They can, now they can see now they can launder all their money through their uh, streaming service because no one keeps track of that. No one keeps track of streaming revenue. Yeah. So their their Avatar The Last Airbender ripoff uh, has made $27 million worldwide thus far. Tom and Jerry down in second, $6.6 million. There should be a few more sixes in yep. there, I feel. Keep, um, it should be low. Just keep pushing. And Chaos Walking opening in third as the Tom Holland Daisy Ridley picture made $3.75 million. And, uh, oh, that was Lionsgate? Yeah, <laughs> no wonder it's bad. <laughs> it's our spotlight picture of the week. Uh, Chaos Walking currently has a 21% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it has a 58 on Metacritic and an IMDb user score of 5.8. I'm sorry, it has a 39 on Metacritic. I gave it too much credit. Um, um, but just like the characters in Chaos Walking can see each other's thoughts, uh, we can see the thoughts of the real reviewers. Yes, the ones that specifically have been bred for generations to have real reviewer traits, and I don't even really remember what I'm referencing when I make that joke anymore. Was, it's been uh, so long. Clowns. It was the the clown <laughs> child clown outlet. And now when you say Mahan clowns, Mahan. the only thing I can think of is clown uh, core, which is uh, <laughs> that's a that's a thing. Rough jazz. Oh geez. Yes, I. It's. It's certainly a thing like this movie. that exists. Uh, Luna Kasha has a 10 out of 10 review of Chaos Walking. What a great escape from this reality. Yes, the dystopian sci-fi picture is a great <laughs> escape from our current reality. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> It starts off strong. Okay, so here's my ra reason for the 10-star rating, which I don't give oh. out easily. I'm going to check her profile to see if that's true. <laughs> Keeping in mind, I have not read the books, so I went into this one without knowing anything about the plot or characters. I knew it was a sci-fi slash adventure set in the future, and I knew that we could hear men's thoughts, not women's, based on the trailer. I went into this movie because I wanted to be entertained for a couple of hours, Taken away from real life problems and transported to another place, another reality, just for a little while. Uh, we have a lot of people who don't use commas in these reviews. This person uses oh, far no. too many commas. Oh, no, Johnson. I went into this movie because I wanted. Okay, I just read that paragraph. Um, I really enjoyed this movie more than I thought I would based on some of the negative reviews I had read. I don't get it unless it's because people really loved the books and felt the movie was not true to the story or characters. For me, it was a solid, highly entertaining throughout. It was solid, highly entertaining throughout. A very pleasant way to escape for a while. Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley were believable in their roles and had great chemistry. <laughs> Dubious claim. Mads Mikkelsen was, perf was the perfect baddie. No surprises there. Two exclamation marks. 
Supporting cast all did a great job. It was beautifully shot, visually fantastic on the big screen. My first time in the movie theater in over a year, and I loved every minute of it. That is why I had to give Chaos Walking 10 stars, and I will be watching again when the Blu-ray comes out. Okay, so your opinion is clearly colored by the fact you have not <laughs> seen a movie in... Which, in that case, sure. Um, this also I this falls into the category of don't pay attention to the haters. This movie is great. We need to start a whiteboard, I think, coming up soon of how to categorize these reviews between uh, don't don't listen yeah. to the haters, don't listen to and the bad this movie reviews. isn't That's actually a blank out of ten. <laughs> Just gave it the balance and obvious the like yeah. my cousin reviewed this movie. Um, all right. So I, yeah. on the other end, uh, some of these one out of tens are kind of boring. So I, went, I looked at two out of ten. Um, I got this one. Okay, good. Because I, I found a great oh, did. one okay. out of ten that I would uh, like to. I found this one. It, it was in the two out of ten category, but they didn't deign to give it a score. Uh, Krieg 8814254. All right. I know. Oh, geez. That number. Okay. Anyways. Um, barf. <laughs> Tom Holland had better pray his Spider-Man gig doesn't go away. If something this bad is what he chooses to do between his Spider movies, then I feel sorry for him. Both he and Daisy Ridley have all the charisma and charm of a wet potato sack in this movie. I can't convey how awful this experience was adequately enough. Two out of seven. Two out of seven. Oh, dear. All right. Well, Jeremiah Goff has a different opinion. Oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. You have oh, yeah. Your, my uh, my middling guy. Um, and you... Uh, well, no. Okay, I'll just read this one, and then later I can... I'll elaborate. So, Jay Greed, 49807, uh, his 6 out of 10, says, In the same vein as Maze Runner slash Hunger Games... Uh, never heard of the story. Never heard of story prior to watching the film, but as I watched it, I thought this must be based on a book for young adults. And what do you know? It's based on a book for young adults. That being said, the movie has an original <laughs> plot, excluding Wonder Woman's Island of the Mascara or whatever it's called. So that made for an interesting backdrop. At its surface, it's just an interesting plot. But the more I think about it, for me, it's kind of weird. I couldn't imagine a civilization behaving as the one on screen behaved, let alone conceiving such a plot. I think that's my biggest grip. But if you don't read too much into into movie and just take it at its face value, it might be entertaining. Four out of five. Don't drop shit like that on me when I'm smoking. I'll fucking choke to death. I, I took a double take when I saw its biggest grip. I'm like, wait, he meant to say gripe. They meant to say gripe. <laughs> Jeremiah Goff has a 10 out of 10 review of Chaos Walking uh, best movie ever submitted the 8th of March Chaos Walking is a fast paced yet entrancing story which is backed by both gorgeous visuals and very strong acting I would highly recommend this movie for, for those who like sci-fi or dystopian stories which have simple yet fulfilling side plots and amazing visual climaxes this movie is great for either the solo viewer or a couple, as it has some romantic themes that me and my girlfriend thought were very cute and well-performed, but didn't ruin the overall narrative. Don't let critics kill a great movie because the end isn't all-encompassing of future events 
as they are judging it very heavily for plot holes that it will answer in its sequels. If you long, if you love getting invested in what-ifs of movie series, then Chaos Walking will leave you excited and ready to see what they will make of their strong story foundation. Don't Cheers. listen to the haters. <laughs> Um, but Jonas, Jon, Jonas Sat Mosfera, uh, has a difference of opinion. Uh, mind-bogglingly stupid. One out. Now, is this the one with with the wacky fucking punctuation? Um. Okay, it's definitely not because there was a one out of ten I saw that had. A space before and after every piece of punctuation, whether it be a comma or a parentheses or a period. So the whole thing was like five times longer than it needed to be. Yeah, no, this, this is normal. I picked this just for its its first paragraph, really. If chaos walking is science fiction, then science fiction is dead, buried six feet deep in a lead-lined castic inside an unbreakable concrete vault where it will rot until kingdom come. <laughs> Ellipses. Wow, tell us how you really feel. How do people how do people get these convoluted, contrived, absurd, dumb ideas? Okay, get the idea that everything must have a heavy dose of social commentary and political correctness, but not even those things can save the celluloid Titanic. <laughs> it seems that dystopian book offers compete to come up with the most unhinged, bizarre, unfeasible worlds. And in the end, they come up with half-baked ideas. This is your typical Hollywood box office bomb. For our <laughs> oh, man. That was great. Uh, the last one I got here is from Green Jewel 41056 uh, with their 6 out of 10. Way more enjoyable than Wonder Woman. I'm disappointed with the... Yeah. It's not a high I'm disappointed with the poor reviews. I found this film quite enjoyable and way better than the second Wonder Woman film, which was total rubbish. And I am a fan. 18 out of 34 found it helpful. What this person is trying to say in this review, I don't know. A fan of what? Of, of Wonder Woman? Or I don't know. I found it weird that two of the middling reviews both mentioned Wonder Woman in this. I don't... Because... I feel like this is the 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 next like big movie to come out after I Wonder guess. Woman, I guess. I, other than yeah, Raya, because they came out at the same time. Um, Boogie also opened this week or last week. One point two million, good enough for fourth. It's the coming of age story of. Alfred Boogie Ch- Oh, it's the basketball dude, the Asian basketball guy, who's like, I'm Chinese. But I'm also a basketball. <laughs> but I like basketball. And and no Chinese person has ever been successful in basketball. <laughs> Certainly no cultural phenomenon <laughs> of one seven foot five Chinese man <laughs> who's currently in the basketball hall of fame. Never, Never happened. Have, I'm Boogie. I'm Boogie. <laughs> I'm boogie. I'm gonna boogie <laughs> on you. Yeah, get you a good boogie. Yeah, boogie, get you. <laughs> oh man! Uh, the Kurds of New Age dropped 
uh, from the second to fifth, um, 788k. The little things in six, 550,000. Waterworm 1984, 11 weeks, still kicking around. Uh, remains in seven, 511,000. The Marksman drops three spots from the three opening movies uh, down to eighth. Judas and the Black Messiah in ninth. And rounding up the top ten, Monster Hunter in its twelfth week. Now, you might be wondering, where's the War of Grandpa? It has fallen all the way down to 17. After it it dropped that top ten, it couldn't survive. It, It was all ogre. $97,000 $97,000 it brought in. What's though. the fucking lifetime gross for this fucking movie? It's small because it's always been like low numbers. It's made $37 million worldwide despite being in theaters for 22 weeks. Yeah, wow. All right. I guess they, I guess they just had a threshold. Uh, anything else noticeable? Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> Still in the top twenty, number nineteen. I I I I started they watching the half in the bag, but it made it clear that they, they did not like Willy's like, Wonderland. And I was like, how could you? It's because they've hate never seen movie? Five Nights at Freddy's. Mike didn't know what it is, so he's coming at it from like a totally different perspective, oh. where they thought it was going to be like an actual horror movie, instead of the internet's reaction to having to deal with Five Nights Freddy's theory videos clogging up the front page of their YouTube channel for years now. But the thing about it is, like, I thought it was going to be, like, more horror element. Like, the only reason I think that Willy's Wonderland even, like, is technically a horror movie is when they, they went down, they the guys sat down with their original script, and it was just Nick Cage beating up the possessed animatronics. Like, that was the whole crux of the movie so they read it and they're like yeah possessed animatronics so it's a horror picture no, and he's no. like well not really it's kind of more like an action horror comedy sort of deal and like oh no we have to have horror in here to sell it to the kids uh put 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 some characters in here to be killed by the give animatronics me the, give me package number one just give me the classic <laughs> and so that's why they they shoehorned in these characters that you didn't care about at all and were there just to get killed absolutely absolutely yep so but it was a fucking great movie yeah (laughs) i i feel like it's warmed on me with time i you know i i was like maybe it was like just the so bad it's good thing but it's really not that bad it has one egregious sin of that just awful and dense exposition dump right in the middle mm-hmm. of the movie at a time where it's like completely out of place and inappropriate yeah, that and but other than that it's it's a well put i would also argue the fish like, eye lens that's a stylistic choice <laughs> all right all right i'll take that um but like i i legitimately feel like it's gonna be like a cult classic i hope, so. I hope people gather around it they warm themselves by the fire of of burning Freddy. Willie, not Freddy. I guess it doesn't matter. Fuck them all. Totally, if it moves on its totally, own and it's made of robots, totally legal fuck it. <laughs> made of robots. Rip yeah. Boston Dynamics. 
I'm I'm made of robots. I'm 100% robots. Uh, so with Microsoft purchasing Zenimax for an absurd amount of money, uh, the predictable has happened. Bethesda games will not be coming to PS5, and they will be coming to Xbox Game Pass, and a whole bunch of them are being dumped uh, this month, a couple weeks out. Um, 13 of Bethesda's, according to PC Gamer, best games are coming to uh, Xbox Game Pass for PC. The titles include Dishonored, the original Doom from 1993, Doom 64, which previously, I believe, was only available on the Switch eShop. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll get to play that on the PC with a keyboard and mouse. Actually, there was a mod for the keyboard and mouse um, on like Project 64 or something like that. Doom 2, Doom 3, uh, I don't think it's the uh, BFG edition, so no duct tape no on duct. Mars. Sorry, kids. Damn. Damn. Um, Fallout 4. Right. Again, Bethesda's best games. <laughs> yeah. Prey, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim Special Edition, Evil Within, Wolfenstein The New Order, and Wolfenstein The Old Blood. Great. Good. So, I mean, that that's pretty much like if you played through all those games, you probably need like to buy a year of Game Pass. Yeah. But hey, uh, you know more more games on Game Pass is always good. It's I, I'm a big proponent of Game Pass. I think it's a great service at a great price. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the, there are you do run into some times where you're like, there's nothing really super interesting to play on it. But that's it's like Netflix. You know, you're like, oh, there's nothing to watch on here. There's thousands of shows with nothing to watch. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Bethesda said they're like they're only gonna do consoles that have like Game Pass style setups. Yeah, Todd Howard also gave an interview where he was like, "I think Fallout seventy six's launch would have gone a lot better if there if Game Pass had existed." And like, oh yeah, so you're admitting charging sixty dollars for what constitutes as an MMO was maybe a, a mistake. Who would have thunk? <laughs> Who would have thunk? Um, yeah, like free to play has been the model for MMOs for a long time. You guys even know that you did it with ESO online. Yeah, well, it is Bethesda. They can't even learn from their own success. That's true. All righty then. Lou Oten's inventor of the cassette tape has died. Ninety-four years old. He uh, big innovator in the tech industry. Really, the first games came on cassettes. Uh, pirate radio stations used to broadcast game data that you would record on your radio to a cassette tape and then pop in your Amigo or other cassette. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the actual <laughs> <laughs> It did sound like death, so you would like turn the volume down and just record it on the on the cassette tape. And you could pirate games that way. That was a that was a distribution method, both legitimate and illegal in parts of, like, Central and Eastern Europe for a long time. <laughs> yeah. it's. Do you just have a playlist of all these relevant John John clips? That's that the fastest you fingers to? in the West, baby. <laughs> you, you always have them, like, seconds. 
later. Um, according to the rumor mill, NVIDIA's GeForce RTX 3080 Ti is almost certain to be released around mid-April. Uh, certainty in a rumor mill. Yep. That's a funny joke. Also, um, it's not. there's not going to be any GPUs available. We're in the midst of the worst chip shortage in the history Whoops. of the planet. Yeah. Uh, and thirdly, where the fuck does the 3080 Ti fit into the product stack? There's like 12% performance difference between the 3080 and the 3090. They just they split the difference. This one comes with a free three bag of chips. Um, yeah, I love Probably how they're... more VRAM would be my guess. For mid-April, I'm glad they're targeting the no particular time in general rush for chips. They're just like, it, it, mid-April, <laughs> nothing's going on then. We'll just eh, fucking throw this out there. It'll work. It feels like an April Fool's joke, but the 3080 Ti has been long rumored. Uh, it's been rumored that it was coming soon, and then it was canceled, and then it was back on the table, and then it was canceled again. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Texas storm did more than just expose the dangers of a privatized power grid free of government regulation for standards like winterization. Um, <laughs> oh, you know. It also delayed Borderlands 3's director's of cut. Of course it did. Um, as, <laughs> as Gearbox develop- is headquartered in Texas, or at least a, a fork of their development team is headquartered in Texas. And uh, due to the lack of power and, uh, you know, I'm sure damage done to the building because no one's pipes were winterized. They did not listen to Arnold Schwarzenegger and Batman and Robin. You should always winterize your pipes. That's why. Um, it will be pushed back. They have not given a new date yet. But uh, there is a uh, a update coming out. That will feature a new raid boss, Ermavarus the Invincible, and a series of murder mystery missions to promise to send ripples throughout the rest of Borderlands 3's story. Do you even remember what the story was? Uh, Twins double team the entire world. Just being facetious. Girl puts (laughs) her tramp stamp on the moon. Uh, the PS5 is the fastest-selling console in U.S. history, breaking a record previously held by the Nintendo DS and Nintendo Switch. Um, yeah, so the Wii is, is number one in lifetime sales still, of home consoles yeah. at least. It's the second best hardware platform in February in both unit and dollar sales. It's currently the fastest selling hardware platform in U.S. history. Total, okay, so that's by gross dollar sales after four months on market, which is aided by the fact that the PS5 is more expensive than many other consoles. That's more fucking specific criteria than the time I made an entire format just to sneak one of my decks into Friday Night Magic. Yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> I'm glad you admit that now. Because it's for the comedy now. 
you ever ask me seriously, I'll deny vociferously. It's fact. <laughs> Even though it was horribly transparent with the specificity of the rules that that was what you were going Where was for. I ever going to play that deck ever again? It's, it's too good for shitty decks, but it's too shitty know. for good decks. <laughs> uh, Much like yours, too <laughs> shitty for for uh, highbrow cinema critics, but not shitty enough for, for lowbrows. You know, like cavemen. Lowbrow. Oh, cavemen. <laughs> oh, you're the hunter from the future. A 1983 science fiction fantasy film directed by Antonio Margaretti, starring Red Brown, his and hair. Some other people. <laughs> and As some other people. Red Brown in the search for the white race. <laughs> oh, you're. Oh, what, what can we. I kind of. I'm really kind of disappointed that Jake isn't here because I have. I have said yeah, I, many words. I mean, I can I your... can talk to it. So so like, I don't know. It's it's Red Brown. So it, you're immediately like, it's it's immediately up to his <laughs> up to his standards, which is California Tan Man, who fucking yeah. But what sets this apart is like, there's only ever been two superhero type figures who have had their own jamming theme song follow them around. There's Wonder Woman and the 1970s TV show there's and there's your because right from the drop you hear yours world he's the man so that, they let you know from the start that he's okay, the man. I could not hear what the words were I'm like he's like yes man. like just generic like unintelligible 80s rock <laughs> it's just it's the and it, it gets into a groove as he's just it's just red brown walking down cliffs yep and his loincloth <laughs> i mean i can see man. why they chose turkey because fucking why have i never seen like this is some really nice geography that they're walking around and the turkish board of fucking uh telling people where to go <laughs> The Turkish board of telling people to go here has never shown that. They've never been like, look, visit our mounds. They're out of this world. Our our fabulous Turkish <laughs> mounds. Uh go to the Turkish <laughs> Turkish desert. I want I want to move to Turkey. I want to learn exactly where they shoot. And I want to move to Turkey. And I want to sell your Hunter from the Future tours to unsuspecting tourists. <laughs> <laughs> take you through the scenes where the movie was shot or a nice tour of the Turkish countryside. Yeah. I mean, uh, where you will avoid attacks from the stegoceratops, a combination of the stegosaurus and triceratops. Yeah. So your he comes upon this village, which is having nondescript t- tribal celebrations. Um, yeah, they're just partying they're, and having a good time. Like they kind of they do a good job. I think the setting is so fleshed out by the comics because '80s Argentinian sci-fi comics that has to rank as up there for like I don't I don't even I've never even read it, but I know that it there is thousands of pages of lore in that shit. There's either no lore and it's just an excuse to sell like skin mags 
to nerds or there is 5,000 pages of lore in a library somewhere in this dude's basement and this is his fucking brainchild and I think it's the latter because they did a solid job of selling that this is like something that they do they didn't just like make, take five seconds to make up like oh what are they doing I don't fucking know um, nevertheless it does involve women swir- twirling around in nets <laughs> it, um, yes but our our um, our tribe princess and her loyal retainer pag who again is Paula Kala Kala, Kala. yes Kala. Kala and her uh, loyal retainer pag who is again the most useful I think the most useful character in this entire movie um, yes so it was a certain run, a, had to run upon the stegeropteryx of him uh <laughs> And Yor comes upon them from above, which immediately I was like, oh, I knew this movie was dated. They hadn't they hadn't developed Dark Souls technology yet. Otherwise, he would have immediately done a plunging attack on the thing's neck. <laughs> but um, no, he jumps off and he, he gives it some thwackadacks with his uh, with his hammer. Just kind of kind of generically just bopping it. You didn't want to damage the animatronic too much. You know, what if you had to do another take? Um <laughs> And putting those blood bags in there, it's still, it's really fucking annoying. So the the, the, the Italian techs are like, eh, Rebran, no, don't do it. <laughs> Give it a little dip. Nah, no, no hit, no hit, no hit the banana. The steak are Just. I like the fact that the, that none of the like production staff spoke yeah. English. Like what? <laughs> you so red brown, red brown could not be directed. <laughs> <laughs> that's my headcanon for this fucking set where he just he turns no he turns to the fucking production crew with that with that charming smile and wearing no shirt on he's like yeah you want me to hit it okay and he just starts whacking the thing and they're like I don't know what the fuck so he, yeah he kills the stegeropteromosaurus um and he drinks its Dr. Pepper blood because apparently it burns when you, when it goes down your throat um but it makes you stronger drinking the blood of the enemy. yes um and he so he meets the girl and and he meets peg and they're hanging i guess and then uh the saiyan and he carves the roast beast and they're like (laughs) he wants like he's just the most californian expressions that on his face imaginable as he's watching this trial and he's like yeah hey bro nice dance when are we gonna pass like the the herbal pipe yeah and and Kyle yeah, goes bro. down the floor. He's like, and I'm just like, it's that moment when you see, you know, that moment that every boy has when she eyes the girl across from the fire circle. <laughs> <laughs> so they have, they establish a romance, and then the Saiyans attack, the primitive Saiyans attack. No, the giant Smurfs yeah. attack. <laughs> they, they were blue. Because um, <laughs> the director saw Planet of the Apes once. He's like. I can do that. Yeah. Uh, so only Yor and Pag escape, and uh, Yor immediately swears to get uh, the love of his life that he's known for five minutes. Yeah, back. even though there's apparently just a law that says, oh, we can't do anything about it. We can't get him back. They own those women now. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Hey, they've had to keep I the can't. peace somehow for all these many um, years. Meanwhile, yeah, so at the cave... They uh, this is where I think they they excised a 
a like a rape scene or like a woman into an exploitative woman in distress scene from the U.S. version, because you're not going to have a sci-fi movie without some some damsel in distress being like savaged by the the evil monkey men. Um, instead, the Monkey King is he's very egalitarian, where he's like, now we're all going to fight for the woman that I definitely captured and I own because I'm the leader. Like what what kind of fucking monkey tribe is going to be like? What kind of king isn't going to just be like, I own her now. If you want to fight me, you can. I'll kill you. But she's definitely mine. No, he he immediately puts it to the floor for a vote. Vote by fists. Yeah. So Yor and Pag track the blue caveman to their lair. And in perhaps the crowning achievement of cinema, Yor shoots a giant bat monster with his bow and arrow. Rigor mortis instantaneously sets in, and he uses its deceased carcass as a hang glider to missile drop kick one of the blue. Because it plays his fucking theme. Because you know this was this was the shot. <laughs> you know that yours world. He's the man, <laughs> and he gets in there, and um, he he gets in there, and they they escape with with like a reasonable escape back. sequence, except for one part which kind of baffled me. Because uh, there's like pits of snakes and and like dangerous things, but they to escape they have to walk a tenuous bridge over a five foot hole. Oh no! There's what was that supposed to be? Were there bones at the bottom of that hole? There were bones, but was there like was it quicksand or or is it burning soils or any sort of thing? Because it just looked like dirt. Maybe it's just really deep and you can't get out and you just I die guess. of starvation. Um, make no mistake, you know. Uh, but a flood comes and kills everyone else in the cave, including the other innocent. Yeah, they didn't matter anyway because they didn't go back and get them. Um, but again, throughout this whole thing, like I, when they're in the cave, they have to get out of there themselves. But generally, any other time they're attacked by anyone, Peg is there with his trusty bow and arrow, and this man is one shot, one kill. Like, he is he is the world of the future sniper. Legolas, eat your heart out. <laughs> this man has... he. I think he kills more people than Yor, because Yor, like, he, like, pushes people. He's like, I hit you with my stick. Oh, he totally kills... Yor kills, like, two people in this entire movie. <laughs> Yor is one of the most useless heroes in the he, history of cinema. That's why he's in yeah, the exactly. shitty adventures. Like, Big Trouble in Little China... Uh, what's his? What's that guy's name? Fuck, I forget. Yeah, Kurt Russell's, Russell's character, character is like is more effective than this guy. Um, yeah. but nevertheless, they escape and um, they have to go to the desert land, back to the dunes to find his origins. They've, they've oh yeah, he's got a uh, he's got a CD on his neck. Concluded amongst them. Yes, he's got a CD on his neck. And they, they need to find his origins because they've got nothing better to do. Everyone else is dead now. So they yep. have no hope. They're like, all right, I guess we'll go on a quest or whatever. Um, so, yeah, they go to the desert land and they're attacked by fucking... I... The, the Yeti yeah. from <laughs> WCW. <laughs> With their fucking weenie roast flame sticks. Because they know the power of fire. Guys, they know how fire works. <laughs> So, like, yeah, I mastered, and again, it sort of makes sense. I could see in the comics that they kind of defined it because the we learn later that their whole society is based on the fact that they can melt this giant rock of ice uh, that gen was generated in the desert. 
by some unknown force, but it's there, but they can melt it. So it makes sense that they would worship fire because fire lets them drink water in the desert. So I, eh, I can see that. But right. then they also have um, some Italian model that they, mist- they mistook for a cave woman <laughs> and turned her into, the, into their goddess <laughs> because she's hot. Yes. Get it? And she has an amulet just like yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, your kills everyone except for her. Of course. <laughs> and destroy. Because he's the hero of the story. Everyone else must die. Yep. Um, so he gets the babe and now starts the beginning of his. Uh, they didn't want to just have a harem. Love it, triangle, it's an indirect harem. He doesn't have. He has like five or six different uh, women throughout the movie, but not all at once. It's distributed. Yes. <laughs> He's got bottom bitches mm-hmm. and side bitches. So, um, after he's him, they're yeah. they're at like a babbling brook somewhere, and he runs away with the with the girl. Um, and like part of it's trying to figure out about his past, but mostly they just want a bone. And Kala gets jealous. Peg's like, "No, no, we've done this before. You, everyone else has side bitches in our hometown. What makes you think you're different?" Yeah. But then she tries to kill a uh, new girl at one point. And then more blue caveman attack because we had some extras that were late for makeup. <laughs> yeah, different scene. Um, and again, Peg slaughters them by the by the truckload, but the blonde girl dies conveniently. Yes. So that, that solves up any potential issues with there. And you're just like, well, I'm back to you <laughs> now. Like I... <laughs> All right, I'll take it. <laughs> Yours is the pussy I rest in now. <laughs> back back to old faithful. Oh yeah, and she runs off and Pe- she runs off to like uh, confront them about that before this. And Peg's like, "What? What? I'm just I'm going to eat this whole pig by myself? I mean, who's going to fucking make a prayer to the nature god to bless this? Just me? All right." Like he's just like, "What where did everyone go? Who's who's going to make sure this this meal is clean, spiritually and physically?" Uh so there's like a through line here where each society they visit is slightly more advanced than the last. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's it's uh subtle and and hard to tell because they are they are all very primitive until you make it to the <laughs> space station. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which isn't really a space station, so it's on Earth, but it might as well yeah. be a space station. Uh ancient sci-fi castle but yeah so they the next spot is the fishing village right yeah so they make it to the fishing village and they're attacked by not the stegoropteryx but rather the pterodacnomicus and (laughs) this is it's a turning point for our characters because it's the first time where peg has to take two arrows to shoot someone it's a it's a foe unlike any they've ever faced finding moment for his character It was a defining moment because he never kills anyone again after it. They knew he's out. It's like Krillin, you know. They got to the point where he can't. He's outclassed. Pyro creep has pushed him down a couple tiers. (laughs) Um, so they get them out of there and they go to fishing village. Yay, fishing village! You saved my wife. Now you get my wife, which just isn't very practical (laughs) in terms of sustaining your numbers. No, but 
hey, it's uh, it doesn't stop them from having a good old fashioned beach frolic. It's the yeah, they do have their beach frolic until uh, lasers. lasers. He picks up a car. He picks up a bike sky. reflector. This technology from the future, from a land we don't know. Um, and I don't know if it shot the lasers or called a patrol that came by and shot lasers. I believe they are flying saucers that are shooting lasers okay. at them. And they either saw the reflector reflecting or it was a signal mm-hmm. to them to find them, or perhaps just on their giant monitoring system, they had managed to track your and uh, launch this know. assault. It's not really important. We're putting far more thought yeah, into this. Because um, <laughs> stuff starts exploding. The villages starts exploding. They didn't have enough for the lasers, but they had enough for the pyrotechnics in the village to blow up some straw huts. And they blow, so they blow up, and it's like, wow, explosions, very scary. Uh, and it keeps the pace going, which is good because um, I don't think this movie has like a one of those boring second acts where they just start walking and nothing's happening. It never gets quite to there, which is good. I'm glad for that. No, um, but everyone's really sad about their village being blown up, even though I don't think anyone. Oh yeah, no, the dad dies. The the chieftain dies. Um. But they're all very sad about the village, which a little bit I'm like, okay, sure, yeah. But then I think of, like, real real fishing village societies and coastal societies, and I think of, like, Japan, who basically just, it's kind of in their culture, like, yeah, no, every, every like, five years our entire infrastructure gets wiped out. You, bu- you build back, it's fine. We deal with it. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know, I'm calling you out. <laughs> I'm calling you out, fishing village from your... Learn to adapt. Um, but again, but then again, you know, maybe their culture isn't so advanced because they say, our infrastructure is wiped out. Here, your take our best boat. <laughs> take our one fishing boat. Uh, They're advanced. They just lack judgment. That's true. Um, so your uh, inexplicably knows how to sail. He and the three landlocked tribes people know how to sail uh, perfectly well. Even though it's a square <laughs> sail, which is, again, not tri- triangle salespeople. That's how the Phoenicians did it. That's how we do it. That's how we get it done. Triangle sales. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, uh, I'm assuming. I don't think you're taking issues with the right things. In this I'll take issue with that if I want. Um what I assume, I assume there's like a filler arc in the comics where they take five months to learn how to sail. There's like three issues while the while the author was out on like he was on summer break or doing whatever. And he's like, uh, no, they're still learning how to sail. I'm going to go get a uh, get some Kahasha at the old bar. <laughs> um, but eventually learn how to sail and immediately shipwreck because what kind of 80s adventure movie would you have without a sailing and shipwreck section? Perhaps they didn't know how to sail so well um, after all. Um, but they are, even if they didn't, um, the storm, which was created by Mewtwo, uh, gathered up by Mewtwo, inevitably wrecks them. And now they're stranded on Pokemon Island. Um, and then we get um, introduced to Overlord. Uh, yeah, suddenly, uh, Planet of the Apes yeah. twist. Oh, we should state that... Y- 
Uh, yours, the future. We kind of mentioned a little bit, but yours goal is to find his people. We should mention that all the people who he's met that is, he's identified as people are blonde, like platinum blonde, blue-eyed white people. And like he's searching for his fellow Canadians. Only they know the true power of denim jeans. <laughs> That's... That's not the direction Jake would have taken that joke. It's all right. That's why he's not here. He doesn't have the brains or the hair follicles to get it done like we do. Um, so uh, we find out that this movie is a sequel to Space Mutiny because they're wearing the same clothes, the same future clothes. I'm sure they shot this right after like Space you're... Mutiny. They just bought a loincloth and <laughs> we're like, here, let's make another movie yeah, while we're fucking, here. Because the, the bad guy kind of looks like Calgon, I think. I gotta remember. Overlord and Calgon. Oh, wait. Why am I looking this up? Fuck this. <laughs> I don't give a <laughs> shit. Uh, Overlord is just, he's just Darth Vader. He's just the Emperor and he just has Darth Vader uh, robot guards. That's that's long and short of it. He yeah. talks to his council, but I think his council is made up of like cabbage patch kid dolls because they never say anything back, and they're <laughs> kind of tiny and stubby. Um, yeah. but he's like, "Ooh, my crystal ball! I only could afford the one chainmail glove, so you won't see the other one." <laughs> uh, robots capture him, and the other two escape to the underground. Um, secret lair castle place and they restore yours knowledge through his through his cd on his chest they download the usb file they 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 find the metadata <laughs> they update his yeah. they patches their firmware <laughs> and he's like galahan or something like that um and they make uh trope number 72 of of classic sci-fi the past was actually the future after all oh it's not like yeah, like I said, it's yeah, it's, it's not of like the it's apes. yeah, Planet of the Apes, uh, every Final Fantasy up to like six, um, <laughs> fucking just you you throw throw me like anything if it's not token Tolkien, um, it's probably oh look they put robots in here they squeezed them in I mean fucking Morrowind, uh, Might and Magic. It's so, it's it's not surprising to me that like oh there's robots and this is the future, who'd have thunk it? <laughs> it was groundbreaking back then. Yeah, now there's no ground well, left to you stand know, on. It's coming out in 1968. So he's gonna fall on his ass. Um, he gets up. Yeah. So they 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 recreate uh, space yep. mutiny. Basically. And and uh, they defeat the bad guy and it blows up. And the place he, and he stabs over Overlord's final battle is not climactic in any way. Um, he no, it's it's resolved almost as as quickly he gets as stabbed it with arises. a fucking like signpost crossing a crossing post signpost whatever post post, um, <laughs> and just bleeds out in an elevator. Good for you. Um, oh yeah, wait no, Peg does kill people. He has a fucking standoff with a laser gun against an armada of Robo soldiers. Yeah, and he's the best yeah. shot. But they're not okay, people. Okay, that's true. But still, his marksmanship is unparalleled, and he's the most destructive member of even the fucking future mutineers and the rebellion. 
Yes. He, they're like, <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot that. Even players. like, he's like, I don't know what this is. I guess it shoots stuff. I don't like, I'm going to hold it like a baby in my arm. Like in the crook. There's no trigger here. I just sort of <laughs> push a button with my thumb and it goes pew, pew. You just, you just, you, you, you envision the, uh, the laser striking you. Anyway. Like this is, this is just straight up. Like, I, I think Peg is just, John Wick got turned into a ghoul when the bombs dropped. And he's just been living out here ever since. He's elderly John Wick. Can we get a remake of your... Can we Can we remake this movie and get, like, Keanu Reeves to oh play God, Hag? Yes. <laughs> um, and Rep, Rep Brown still plays Eeyore. Of course. 70, how could you have anyone else play? No one can match the charisma yeah. of Rep Brown. So, yeah, they blow up the the future and then they just all decide they're going to make a life together and and the movie ends as the ship flies off yeah into they the decide well because the overlord's plan right he was gonna kill all the rest of humans and use galahad's perfect californian hot bod to have uh to have sterile virgin sex with his robots and create the ultimate cyborg human hybrid and then achieve the next phase of humanity. Yes, Where have I heard plan. that before? <laughs> other than every fucking anime ever made. God damn it. If, you're, if your bad guy Fall in your out. anime says, I'm looking to achieve the next stage of humanity, just write them off. They're done. Get them out of here. Arc one villain at best. <laughs> but arc one villains are all... Oh, that's times, true. Okay. Like, uh, or I guess arc, arc two villains. Arc two villain villains, boy. actually. They usually peak in arc yeah. two. Yeah. Um, well, no, like, it depends. Like, I, I, I base all my anime structure off of, uh, Dragon Ball and Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> so, but is there not a character like, in both of those that goes, this is the next stage of human evolution? I guess Dr. Jiro does? There is, there is a, um, not like next stage in human evolution, but there is a, a Dr. Ichigawa in the Dark Tournament of Yu Yu Hakusho who, like, experimented on people mm-hmm. to give them exactly. extra spirit. I mean, power. fucking the Giver. That was the um, whole point of that entire show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he says, uh, no, fuck it. It's like Wally. The world is actually good. We're going to leave your little future prison shit here and we're going to make a life for ourselves out in the real world. Leave. Stay in your basement, nerd. The Chads are going to go party it up. <laughs> and it plays his theme <laughs> as he flies the fuck out of there. Yours world, he's the man. So this uh, this movie was actually nominated for a few awards. They were golden raspberries, but they still count as awards. So Red Brown was nominated for, but did not win worst new star. Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> worst original song, Yours World was nominated, but did not win because it's awesome. Yeah. Fucking really. And worst musical score, Your Hunter from the Future was nominated but did not win. It was only the fourth ever Golden Raspberry Awards. It's fucking OG out here. So those started in 1980. That's wild. He was one of the four. The Lonely Lady cleaned up, uh, winning worst picture, uh, was nominated for the most award, uh, won the most awards with uh, six, and had the most nominations with 11. Perhaps we we need to watch the lonely lady at some point. Yeah, this looks 
Uh, it looks rather looks rather saucy. Ooh, yeah, this looks. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Maybe that we'll file that one away. <laughs> uh, this maybe one, not. Well, we we might have to watch it because this is I'm looking the at movie the that killed your. Let me read to you the last uh, clause of the uh, opening paragraph of the plot summary. One of Jerry's friends beats her, slaps her, and sexually assaults her with a garden hose oh, nozzle. No. Oh no! Okay, maybe not. Yeah, that's 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 why I was like, eh, maybe we stop there. Um. Anyways, yours world, yeah, but he's it's the man. Your, uh, it's hard. It's hard to find. I really had to scour the internet to find a DVD rip of this to put on my Plex server. It yep. took a while. Uh, it took a while to find and it took a while to download because surprisingly, there's not a lot of people seeding you're the hunter from the future. <laughs> um, so it, it might be difficult for you to find, but if you can find it, it is absolutely, it's you need a- to watch it. It's one of my favorite bad yeah, movies. And I ever. can see why. For sure. All right. Um, go watch it and then um, tune in next week. I Does Jake have our next movie? I don't know. We need to we need to hammer this out. I don't even know what the to be honest with you. I don't remember what that's all right. Were. Um, we may have to do a refresher after this, but um, we will can the the week will continue or the the month will continue with something next month yes. oh our next uh our next shitty adventure mm-hmm. um so uh you're sitting up there with puma man argo man you thought supersonic it, man they marvel and, has and thor man. we have your yes i and i'll take your thor any Can we, day oh wait especially oh, who's who thor. fucking plays thor who's that guy chris hemsworth Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Can we get him to be your? <laughs> Actually, right? I don't hate that. It's not. It's not the worst. Well, we'll okay. get in touch with his agent. Um, <laughs> so, uh, thanks for tuning in to episode two fifty four of the Saturn Says Podcast. Stop by uh, Twitch TV backslash Saturn Studs Saturdays eight PM Eastern Time. Uh, we stream a bunch of shit. Currently, we're playing Divinity 2, but Jake's probably not going to be available, so we'll see if we want to uh, play without yeah, him. Yeah, see if we can... <laughs> side quest time. Although, I don't know if we're on the main quest yeah, yet. Yeah, we can maybe clean up some side quests. I don't know that either, to be perfectly honest with you. But there is a skill I'm supposed to get as a warrior that's very invaluable that I need to need to buy. It's, I think it's in okay. the elf cave. Um. But uh, yeah, so we, we're we're just now starting to figure out how to play the game. We've we've turned the corner and are now succeeding in combat, where previously we would fail yep. almost assuredly. But we're we're figuring out systems. We're cheesing it a little bit by pulling dialogue and positioning ourselves <laughs> advantageously for the fight. Um, but I've we I've I keep. Improving my knowledge of the game systems, so as that continues, I'll uh, we'll all get better. Uh, so be sure to stop by for that. We'll probably play a little bit of that 
Um, maybe we won't do a full three hour stream on that because I don't know if we'll have mm-hmm. enough content. But uh, we'll we'll clean up side quests and then maybe we'll uh, get get we'll something figure else it out. going. It'll in, be a surprise. Second half. But yeah, we'll figure out. It'll be it'll be a surprise for you. It'll probably be a surprise for us. <laughs> so be sure to check that out. You're not going to miss that. Soundstones.com, place to go. Got links to the Twitch. Got links to YouTube. Got links to the social media. Um, I just got billed again for the for keeping the domain up. So please visit the site. Please. <laughs> I want to justify the money that I spent on it. Um. All right, but anyway, until next time, be well, stay safe. Party like it's 1995. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.